eBay is expanding their authenticity guarantee program. It's a program with a lot of promise, but also some early challenges. We're bringing in the leadership of eBay to give you all of the answers as to what's next. My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies. And at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me and my team as we help you profit from the hobby we all love. Hello, sports card investors, and welcome to a special episode where today we are talking about eBay's authenticity guarantee program, what has gone on with that program so far, and what you can expect in the future because the program is expanding. And here I have the man with all of the answers, Bob Means, the director of trading cards at eBay. Bob, welcome back to Sports Card Investor. Yeah, it's great to be back here. It's fun to be back in Atlanta as well. Absolutely, and it's it's well time to have you here because I, I know a lot of our viewers, I'm sure, have questions about authenticity guarantee. I'm sure they got a lot of questions, so we're going to dive into all of those today and try to get answers for everybody, and also learn how the program's gone so far, what you expect, you know, in the future of the program as well. Yeah, you bet. I think it would be great to start if you could just kind of tell everybody what authenticity guarantee is in case some people haven't yet experienced yeah. this. Sure, so right now, authenticity guarantee is for $500 raw cards. Uh, anything above that is going to go through an authenticator and we're gonna make sure that it matches first the listing, of course, just make sure that the, the card is in line with what the seller sold it was. And then the second thing we're gonna do is make sure that it's an authentic card. Then it gets packaged up and sent over to the, uh, the buyer. Okay, so basically if you're shopping on eBay and you're buying any, now is this, is this optional? Or is this any raw card on eBay over $500 is gonna go through this process? Yeah, so there's, there's some nuance out there, but if you're on eBay, what you're gonna see on a card that's over 500, and this is sports cards, collectible card games, non-sports trading cards, um, you're, you're gonna see a blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed. And we're following in the footsteps of how we did this with sneakers and handbags and watches. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're dealing with the price point um, as necessary to make sure that we're controlling the flow of, of cards out. But while you're shopping on eBay, you're gonna see that blue, you're gonna see that authenticity guarantee is applied to the card. Like I said, there's some nuances. So right now, auto and patch cards are not part of authenticity guarantee just because we have to work out some of the uh, rules and around auto patch cards, but we intend to add auto patch cards. We intend to take the price down to $250 and okay. we intend to actually add graded eventually as well. Add graded eventually as well. So the, okay, so this, this is big news, right? Because this means that even if today you haven't bought a card on eBay yet that has gone through that process, chances are in the future you may, because if this is expanding with a lower price point and to include graded cards in the future, this is something that a lot of people are going to you know, the cards they buy are gonna be part of this program, yeah. you know, going forward on eBay. So let's talk a little more about the specifics of how it works then. So if I go on eBay as a buyer, I see a card, it's got that authenticity guarantee check mark, um, and I purchase that card to a company, I believe in Florida, to authenticate it, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, basically, the seller, rather than ship it directly to your address, is gonna ship it to the authenticator. Uh, you as the buyer are going to see a couple days added on to your transit window, but you're going to be able to watch the card go through that process just like you can any tracking. Mm -hmm. um, card's going to be shipped to um, Florida where it's going to be authenticated. 
And again, they're going to run through the, the multi-point inspection that they do, um, looking at the cards, making sure that the, you know, the corners, everything is, is in the exact same condition that you actually thought it was described in the, in the listing. And then again, check, check authenticity, of course. And then they're gonna package it up and they're gonna send it to the buyer. So right now we have been um, getting that in and out of that process in less than 48 hours. So it's about a two day delay. Um, and of course, you know, if depending on where you buy it from, there's always, if you're buying it on the West Coast and it's going all the way to the East Coast, coming all the way back to the West Coast, it's gonna be a little bit longer. But if you're on the East Coast, it's, a, it's, it's gonna be a little bit faster, obviously. Right, and then I believe it's CSG is the company. Yeah. Um, CSG grading out of Florida that's doing this. They're not grading the cards but they are having their authenticators check to make sure they're really Yeah, there was, some, there was some confusion about that originally. There's not a grading process happening here. Um, they're not looking at the card and suggesting that you could get a 10 on this or right. anything. They are just looking at the card and if the seller said this is near mint, then the card needs to appear to be near mint. If, the, if they said there's damages on the corner, they're confirming that there are damages on the corner. Um, but there is not a grading component okay. to it at all. So no grading, but it sounds like they are comparing the condition of the card to how the seller represented it in the listing to make sure that there's a match there and that the seller didn't grossly misrepresent the card. That's right. And we, we always ask our sellers, especially on cards, um, to have you know anywhere between five and seven photos. Um, and we expect our sellers, if, if they're selling a perfect card that has one little ding on the corner. We're expecting that ding on the corner to be shown in one of the photos. If that ding on the corner is not shown in any of the photos and it's not explicitly stated that there's that problem, that's the kind of thing that, see, that they're gonna look for and uh, probably turn right back around because it looks like a, an issue of the listing not matching what was, exp what, what was expressed. Now, at the same time, we're working through some of this as well because you know, without the perfect camera, without the perfect lighting, without that, you, you could do all seven photos and um, you can still have something on the card that doesn't show up and it doesn't mean that there was malicious intent by the seller or anything like that. Uh, but we are taking the time just to make sure that there's nothing egregious within the card that was not shown on the listing appropriately. Okay, so one of the first things I heard there is that if you are a seller of raw cards above $500 at the moment and it will be lower dollar amount in the future, make sure you get a lot of really good photos and make sure you accurately describe the condition of your card so you don't have an issue when it goes to the authenticator where they could potentially reject it. That's right. So one of the questions I wanted to ask is why eBay decided to do this? And you, I think you just answered one of the components of it, which is that it actually provides some buyer protection. It actually ensures that the buyer is actually receiving not just the card being real, which is obviously critical that you know if they're buying a raw card, that it is a real card, that they're not buying a fake. Um, but in, in addition to that, it sounds like ensuring that the buyer is getting, getting the way the listing described it, the way that the listing showed it, that there wasn't a discrepancy there. So I can see that as advantages for the program. What else was behind the thinking in terms of, of why eBay wanted to implement this? So, you know, as the time of this recording, we've already processed $6 million worth of cards. Authenticity guarantees first of its kind for anybody to try to do anything like this at this level of scale, right? Mm -hmm. we, we are sending a lot of cards through and we're gonna send even more cards through as we get down to $250 and then we'll send even more cards through as we get integrated. Um, there are buyer protections. There's also seller protections. You know, the, this way, we any transaction that happens with authenticity guarantee is a final sale now. So the seller knows and the seller is incented 
to make sure that they've got that really solid listing, that they've, they've explained everything about the card. And we're trying to remove some of the friction that occurs with the buyer then saying, you didn't tell me that this was the situation or you didn't tell me that was the situation. So we think that we've, we've taken a step towards protecting both the seller and the buyer. Now, the other piece of this that I think you were alluding to is, is it's best for the hobby. It's good for the hobby. Mm -hmm. There are counterfeits out there. We've seen some crazy things at some of these card shows recently. Um, we know that we've had cards get through our system. We don't know, you know, you never know what the genesis of these fake cards are. Uh, you don't know if somebody got a card at one of these card shows and that seller didn't know it was a, a counterfeit because they got it from somebody else. And the, you know, the life of these things can be extraordinary. But the fact is, is, is they're getting into the ecosystem and they're getting into the ecosystem at card shows. They're getting into the ecosystem through uh, our platforms, other people's platforms. So part of this is to really just build trust, not only for eBay, but in the, in the hobby business for people. Um, we're still bringing in new people to the hobby. And um, with, with newness comes, uh, you know, that sort of lack of knowledge of the space. Yeah. And the last thing I want is for somebody who sees Cooper Cup have an amazing game in the Super Bowl, they're a big Ram fan, and they want, they want, they've heard about this card thing happening, so they decide to jump in and jump in deeply, go get you know, a really nice Cooper Cup card, have it sent to them, and they stick it in their collection, and they're thrilled to have it, and they're showing it off to people. And years down the road, we find out that it wasn't even a legitimate card. That's bad for the business. That's bad for the hobby. That's bad for all of us. So yeah, we're taking a stance there. We're trying to protect our buyers. We're trying to protect our sellers. We're trying to improve the hobby. Um, it's, it's a multifaceted approach. Well, one of the complaints, you know, over the years that I've heard uh, people in the hobby have about eBay, probably the most common complaint is that there are sometimes bad buyer behavior. Sometimes there's bad seller behavior. Um, I, I hear it a little more on the buyer side, sellers complaining about it, but you know, situations where um, you know, a, a buyer tries to return a card and, and the real reason why they're returning it is because the market on the card went down from the, from the time they bought it to, you know, when they actually received the card, the card's less valuable. So now they're trying to return it and take advantage of, of friendly return policies. I know you had tightened up some of those return policies last year. It sounds like this is even a step further because it sounds like that if, the, if a buyer buys the card, through this new authenticity guarantee program, and if it goes from the seller to the authenticator and then the authenticator to the buyer, that's actually going to inhibit the ability for there to potentially be kind of falsified returns which affect the seller. Yeah, so there, there, was, um, there was a couple trust initiatives that we changed last year to, to affect that. One, we allowed our sellers to go to a zero return policy. Um, and prior to that, in order to have, we're going to get kind of into the weeds here, but to be a top rated seller, you used to have to provide 30 day returns. And that's great if you're selling vacuums or uh, you know, phone cases. It didn't work for this industry. And so that was one of the first um, examples of us recognizing that there needs to be policies specific to categories and specifically to support the hobby. So yeah, we, we took that 30 day, we turned it to zero. You're still protected by a three day eBay money back guarantee if something goes wrong, right? You, you still have the ability to turn that card around if you need to as a buyer. So we're still protecting the buyer, better protections for the seller. Um, and then we also added, you know, we've added new uh, 
we've added new policies to bid retractions. You can't just bid on something and then say, oh my bad, I didn't really want that. Uh, so these are all steps and authenticity guaranteed is a piece of this as well. It's just to build trust in the, in the world of hobby trading, mm -hmm. you know, collectible trading. And uh, you know, this, these kind of policies, these are going to be great for expanding into other collectible categories that are starting to behave a lot like trading cards. You know, we're seeing, we're seeing things happen in tickets. We're right, seeing things right. happen in comic books. We're seeing things happen uh, in entertainment memorabilia and in stamps and in coins. We're seeing this thing start to like spiral, not spiral, that's the wrong word, expand. It's, right. and, and so having trust policies that enable both sides to feel comfortable about doing business, because you're exactly right, that was happening. People buy um, on both sides, and I'll give I'll give a quick example. We we had examples of um, I buy a I buy a card, and uh, the guy goes out and wins again Super Bowl MVP. I buy my Cooper Cup card, he goes out and wins Super Bowl MVP, and then suddenly the seller says, "Oh, I, I don't have that card anymore." Yeah, but we know what really happened there. He just right. he sure. realized that there's now a twenty percent premium that he can apply to that card. That doesn't feel good as a buyer. You know, a lot of this is recognizing and um, admitting to the fact that some of these cards are starting to trade like assets. Right, and um, you know. We had to we had to start thinking about in terms of um, I can't go buy Apple stock and then if it crashes ten percent decide right. that I don't return want it, it anymore and return it for my yeah. original price. Yeah. So we had to think about those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and 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 authenticity guarantee is just really yet another um, piece of 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 the components that we're putting in place to try to just make this whole hobby industry just work a little bit more. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I tell you, what I'm really encouraged by with you saying that, and, and first of all, you guys know eBay obviously has been a sponsor of the show, but I say this, you know, with that being excluded, I say this truthfully that it, it, it is very encouraging that eBay is listening to the hobby and they're listening to comments. I'm sure that, you know, a lot of our audience has, has had in the past and it sounds like you guys are actively listening and trying to make proactive changes that you feel are going to make the experience for buyers and sellers in the hobby better. Absolutely. Um, one of the reasons why we we want to be at the shows, one of the reasons why we were at the National last year and a couple other shows, um, including like Gen Con on the CCG side, we're getting out there because it's a great opportunity to get face to face with people and hear what they're going through, both from a buying and from a selling perspective. Um, we also, it, it's valuable for people to tag us in Instagram or, um, Put things up in Reddit. We're we're reading the Reddit forums. We're we're out there. They're, we're a small team, but we you know we spend our we spend our time looking for these things. And I've I've found things that uh, I've sent then out to my entire team. Like, hey, has anyone thought about this? This is kind of an interesting perspective. Um, it's valuable, and I think you know we need to always continue to work on making it more uh, less friction. I should say less friction in getting us that feedback. But you know, when someone does a YouTube video, someone does a Twitter, someone does something on Instagram, we're gonna find it and we appreciate the feedback even when it's hard, even when we've done something that you know, people are immediately calling for uh, improvement on. Mm -hmm. you know, we don't do anything without putting our best effort forward, but there's, there's something about, we can, once we go to scale and once we start doing the numbers that eBay can do, um, that's when we find out the things that we didn't think about. Yeah. And so getting feedback from our customers and them letting us know that, hey, this happened, this is important, this is happening. Uh, and plus, again, you know, the market's constantly changing. So, you know, 
in, in two weeks, you and I might be having a totally different conversation about some market dynamic that's completely shifted that we then have to think about how to uh, apply at eBay. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because one of the challenges that you know I saw on social media, that I saw on Twitter, that I saw on YouTube in the early stages of this program is that, that there were some instances of the card being shipped from the authenticator, from CSG to the buyer. And in transit, it appears that the actual card came out of the holder so that when the buyer opened the card, or when they opened the box and they saw the card, the card had actually kind of slipped out of its original holder partially, yeah. right? And so tell me about tell me about that. Yeah, so, you know, um, classic design process. You know, you build it how you think it's going, how, how you want it to be. You build it how you think it's going to work. Um, and then again, once you put it into practice, you sometimes find that there were flaws in what, in, in the way that you packaged it together. Um, it was it was a kick in the it was a kick in the gut. It was a punch in the gut with uh, finding out that somebody had a very valuable card. A couple people had pretty valuable cards move around. Some people had valuable cards move around, and uh, you know we say like migrate out of the bag, and there was no damage. Mm -hmm. Great, but some people had the card migrate around, and they felt that there was some damage, um, and then that starts to create that weird that weird tension that we were talking about earlier of, I think this, seller thinks that, eBay thinks this. We don't wanna have those situations. We wanna remove those completely. So again, that feedback was super, super valuable and he immediately kicked off another round of, okay, well, why did this happen? Let's figure it out. Like, what's, what, what are the physics involved? Literally, the physics involved in making this occur. Um, why was our testing insufficient? How do we need to test differently in the future to make sure it's different? And what is the packaging changes that we need to do? And so we've already implemented packaging changes that we okay. think are going to enable us to ship with more confidence. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's not a cop out. Once it leaves the authenticator, we don't know the life journey of the card for the next four or five days. Sure. Right? You know, well, someone it's probably might, be thrown around in the back of mail trucks. That's right? what we're learning. So, is, I mean, is, that's, you know, you know, somebody these... might live on a bumpy road yeah. in the <laughs> middle of you yeah. know, a farm country or something, yeah. but we have to package it so that the card can make it through that, trans yeah. that, that transportation cycle. So we take that seriously because these are valuable assets that are, mm -hmm. that are moving around. And, and um, you know, every time you do a transaction on a marketplace, any marketplace, there's a little bit of that leap of faith that everything's going to go that well, you know? And uh, so, yeah, we need to work on the packaging changes that we have to do to make sure that, that people are having a, you know, completely seamless experience. And when it comes, they're seeing the card presented to them, like, look at this beautiful card you bought. Mm -hmm. And uh, we protected it for this last leg. So again, that feedback is so critical. Um, if, if people see things that are happening, you know, the last thing we want anyone to do is just suffer in silence. Just, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're okay, but you know, it's, it wasn't quite perfect. No, it should be perfect. And, um, you know, send something to Twitter, send something to Instagram, hashtag eBay, um, we will find it. And so that's, that's the thing that I ask everyone who's um, shopping on eBay to do is just keep, or come to any of these shows that we're at and, and come share with us your experience because that's equally valuable. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. I, I wanna hear about the expansion of the program. So right now it's $500 and up, raw cards only. You mentioned that's gonna drop to $250 at some point. So cards, $250 and up will go through the program. And then you also mentioned that eventually this is gonna to apply to graded cards. Do you have a timetable in mind right now on either of those things? 
Uh, the 250 on raw will happen faster than the graded. Okay. We're, we're targeting mid 2022 to um, have the graded cards going through the same process. Um, each one of these, you, you understand this because you, you're a fan of cards. Like there are nuances to all of these different types of cards. Mm -hmm. um, auto patches are different from a 1979 tops, right? Yep, There's sure. just a lot of things that we need to work out. We wanna make sure that we do it correctly. The other thing for us to think about is the packaging again, mm -hmm. right? We need to, shipping a graded card is different from shipping a raw card. Mm -hmm. Shipping auto patch cards is different from shipping a simple raw card because now they're a little thicker. So there's a lot of things that we need to make sure that we've got um, our ducks in a row on. But yes, so we're, we're expecting uh, to move down to 250 pretty quickly. Okay. And then by mid 2022, everything over $250 graded raw. Graded too. Should okay. be going, so should there be you going go. through Sometime later guarantee. this year, graded over $250 as well. Okay. And you know, there, unfortunately, we are seeing an increase in fake slabs. Yeah. So I understand the reason for it. I mean, there are now, you have to be worried that if, if you're buying a card in a PSA slab, or any slab, is that slab real? Because people are getting better at these fakes as the, as the hobby, as the value cards has become obviously just more and more valuable exponentially over the last couple of years, it unfortunately also encourages more bad actors to get into the space and to try to do things. And I know you mentioned, and this is kind of an interesting point that I, I don't know that most people in the hobby were aware of, this is, this is not new to eBay in other categories. It's new in cards, but it's not a brand new thing overall. You mentioned, I think, purses and watches and, and uh, sneakers, yeah. right? So I, those are all uh, areas of collectibles or areas of fashion where there, there, there has been a problem with fakes. And so I assume you guys have had that in place in those areas to, to really ensure that the buyer is getting what the buyer should be getting. And, and so, I, and so I, I can understand now wanting to apply that same thinking over to cards now that that's becoming more of an issue in the card space as well. Yeah, it's, it's both, um, there's a price point component to mm -hmm. it. And then there's just what's happening out there in the marketplace. And you're right, there, it bothers me to have to say this, but the criminals are getting better and better every single day. And as the, as the hobby expands and brings in more people, and brings in more dollars and brings in more energy and, and is, you know, there's there's things on ESPN about it. It's getting rid up, it's on CNBC, it's getting written up in the Wall Street Journal. That's great for the hobby, but what it also does is it's like a magnet to the bad actors out there. Mm -hmm. And they're good. You know, they they are good at faking things. And we need to make sure that we are again preventing eBay from being a conduit for any of that stuff to get out yeah. there into the universe. Um, and it's critical. It's, it's just, we, again, we, we want, you, you don't want to go to a card show and find out that you bought a fake card. Yeah. You, you just never want that. And, yeah. and the, the, the details between a, a, a real one and a fake one can be very sublime. They can be very tiny. And so we just need, and there's, a, there's, we also see tons of new graders coming into this space. And again, for a novice person coming into the space, they might look at a, um, one of these new graders or one of, one of these mom and pop graders or something that looks like a graded card. They may not know that PSA and Beckett and SGC and CGC and, and HGA and, and you know, they, they may not know some of the graders that have built the reputation because they're just new. They just see the card, they see yeah. the player and they see something that looks like what they've been told is a graded card. 
So we've got a responsibility to, to um, again, it's just, it's a responsibility to the buyers. Yeah. It's a responsibility to the hobby. It's, um, so it's important to do. Well, and that's good because I, you know, I, I've seen listings on eBay where people put something in the description as a PSA 10, even though it's not, uh, you know, or people put that a card is a silver, even though it's not, yep. you know, and so, you know, I, I assume this will also help root that type of stuff. Yeah, so that's, well. that's, that's what we call a snad, significantly not as described. Right. So those are the easiest ones yeah. to stop. Yeah. And again, um, if somebody, if somebody says something's a PSA 10 and then on that PSA label, it says nine, like that's, that's clearly not right. what you're, you're intending to buy. Now, hopefully you're looking at the picture and you're going, wait, what? why'd they say this is a 10, this is right. a nine. But if they don't, we want to stop that from going through. Right. And we want to remind the seller, hey, look, you have a responsibility to list these things as accurately as possible. Again, we're not assuming maliciousness, at least on the first pass, maybe sure. on the second sure. pass. But, you know, we're going to be looking for people that consistently do things that look like they're trying to work around the system. Yeah. And uh, that's another thing that AG is going to help us with. We will see, you know, on the raw card, we don't know the genesis of it. We don't know the journey of the card. But if we see a seller that consistently has this awkward moment of, we don't think this card is authentic, mm -hmm. then we can take action. Yeah. Same with graded. If we consistently see something come through, we're gonna take action. Yeah. Um, but there's, the, there's going to be the assumption of innocence first before we take any action on anybody. Again, unless it's just egregious and there's and there's a clear intent. To right. It. Well, the good news is now you'll you'll be able to see that, right? I mean, right yeah. now when you have a dispute arise between a buyer and a seller, you're really just trying to determine based upon what both of them are saying, yeah. like where the truth lies. Here, for these types of more expensive cards, you'll actually have your own crew, you know, who the card will have passed through, and so they'll be able to determine and ensure that the transaction yeah, and, is fair. And we'll have we'll have we'll have our own high res image rec, yep. um, record of the card that passed through too, so we can also make sure that there wasn't a switch that happened later down the game. Right. Right. Like oh, here's the card that I got. And well, you know, nope, that's not the card yeah. you got. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so we, it's, it, it, okay. it enables us to, again, this is about building the hobby and making it a safer place for everybody yeah. to engage in. Okay. You're, you're making me a believer in the program, Bob. Exactly. I, I appreciate all the clarification. All right, Bob. So my, my last question is, is perhaps the most important one. I'm sure everyone wants to know, is this costing them anything? Are buyers or sellers being charged now additional to have their cards go through this authenticity? Guarantee? No, we've, we've, integrated it completely into our fee structure. So there's no additional charge for any authenticity guarantee right now. Okay, so that's good news. So basically buyers and sellers aren't gonna see extra fees for this beyond just the typical standard that's eBay right. fee that they pay anyway. Yeah. Okay, all right, sounds good. This has been very, very insightful. I learned a lot and, and I, I honestly have a, have a good impression of the program now. So I really appreciate the clarification on all fronts. Anything else you wanna add from your end? Um, you know, I'll just I'll just add on to the feedback that you brought up earlier. Uh, we are on social, and so Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, at eBay, uh, anything on there we will find. And so if if people have feedback, if people have experiences, um, you know, let us know, and uh, we'll we will collect all of it and and adjust appropriately if there's a need to adjust. So we really do feed. We really do need that feedback and we, we do appreciate it. Awesome. And as part of that feedback, if you guys have any questions that haven't been answered yet today, please leave them in the comments or if you have any thoughts, if you have any you know, thoughts or feedback on the program, uh, leave it in the comments. I'm sure eBay will listen to that. 
And on our Sports Card Investor social channels, we'll continue to provide updates about this program as it happens. And if, if there's a bunch of questions you guys have in the comments that haven't been answered yet, we'll see if we can get some of those questions answered and do some follow-up on our social media. So, so uh, follow Sports Card Investor on social, on Instagram, on Twitter, et cetera, if you have not done that yet already. Uh, Bob, this has been very insightful. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for letting us know all about this. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's been, good been to a see, pleasure. Yeah, good to see you again. For sure. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you back in a couple of days with our next episode.